Hey, what's up? My name's Ben. And I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Long time no talk, listen, because you can't see us. because Welcome audio. back. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. Um, we had a little bit of a Hiccup? hiatus. Hiccup? Yeah. I don't know. Well... You can hear it in your voice. I got probably. sick as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> is not, basically what it is in short. Not COVID, thankfully. No, but uh, it might as well have been because I mean, super, super cold, coughing, hacking, sneezing. Yeah, that was like a long haul of two weeks. It's, I'm still not 100, percent so it's been over two weeks. I mean, could be worse, but yeah, I was really sick. You're a lot better though. I am. Yeah, my, there so. was. Um, if we had recorded this really too much earlier i wouldn't have really had a voice so yeah so if you missed last week that that's why we didn't put one out last week because we only had one host and i wasn't about sorry to do it without you. so yeah but this week's epic because we're putting one out today tuesday and then we're gonna be putting one out on wednesday as well back to back so we're making up for last week missing it um, by dropping last week's episode uh today and then this the next- week's episode on wednesday yeah So So you're really not missing out on anything. You're not. You're just kind of saving it up. You're like getting a Christmas Eve, Christmas gift, and then Christmas Day, all your gifts sort of situation. is this funny or not? Last week was grim. This week is wicked. Is that lame? That's lame. Actually, that's not bad. Not bad. (laughs) I I see it. I see what you did there. So there we go. It's a wicked week. There we go. It's a wicked week for sure. Um, we got some wicked stuff we got to talk about. We do. Yeah, we got lots of uh, shit to catch up on here. First and foremost, it's fucking snowing outside right now. So that's not cool. Yeah. What's the date? It's April 18th. 18th and it's snowing. Yep. And it's all my fault. It is your fault because your snow tires. So way to go. Yeah. I'm getting my winter tires off tomorrow. And so it's snowing clearly. Yep. That's how it rolls. Yeah. And the weather forecast says we're going to get like up to 10 centimeters of snow. Like it's snowing all night and like morning, afternoon tomorrow. That's nuts. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to put at least a story on Instagram to show the snow we wake up to in the morning. Okay. But my fingers are crossed that there is no story to be put up. Maybe it's just like a hoax. No, I'm going to post a story. Whether there's snow or no snow, (laughs) you will see. So you have to check us over on Instagram to find out. Okay. Um, What else we got? We got pumpkins. Thankfully, they're not going to be in the snow. Yeah, we are going to have an epic pumpkin patch. Well, you've always loved growing pumpkins. Oh, pumpkins are dope. And this year you're taking it to the next level. Well, I've grown pumpkins before. I've done upwards of, I think, like six pumpkin plants at a time. Yeah. Um, And the most I think I've yielded in a year, year's worth harvest from those six plants was, I think, three or four pumpkins. Never very big. I think the biggest one I've ever grown was like maybe just under basketball size. At our first house? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now we've, we germinated some seeds and we've got total of 30 pumpkin plant sprouts and they're doing amazing. Yeah. Uh, they're already like two to three inches high. I've already got two leaves. They're going to be on the ground on May long weekend Ah. and they're going to thrive. And we're going to get how many pumpkins you say? I said 12. I said 13. Yeah. Just to be. One up on me. Yeah. So if you guys want to put in a little guess, hit us up on our social. Uh, we already asked our patrons and gave them a little bit of a toll. So it's, we'll it see. reminds you of Animal Crossing. Even on Animal Crossing, you were all about your pumpkin patch. Hell and yeah. now we're doing it in real life. Growing pumpkins was dope on Animal Crossing. My my <laughs> Halloween island is sick. Okay. Yeah. Like we it's need super to, cool. I want to spend more time on Animal Crossing. That game's fun. Yeah, we do. 
what else do we got to talk about? Um, oh, we got to thank patrons before mm. we move on because uh, yeah. you guys are awesome. They are super awesome. Uh, so if you guys don't know, we have a Patreon where you can support us behind the scenes. You can get extra content the last day of every month. We come out with what? We come out with an extra freaking episode. An extra episode. Which is really exciting. <laughs> yeah, strictly for all access patrons. Mm-hmm. So if you want to find us on Patreon and go get access to that, hit it up. Uh, links are all in the description. Um, but we have some new patrons to thank. Okay, who, who are up. they? I want to hear. Well, we've got, I didn't pre-read these either. Usually I pre-read <gasps> them and get a little bit of a, a chance to make sure you don't mispronounce You're names. going in blind. Going in blind. Uh, so we have Jason Shipcott, Kate Harvey, Sarah Quiritman, Quiratman, your name's hard, Sarah. <laughs> Why did you do this to me? I shouldn't have went in blind. Um, Matthew Allen, Becca Lynn, Leah Page, and Christina. You guys all signed up awesome. on Patreon. Thank you very much for your support. That Seriously, means a yes. Lot. Thank you. Um, we've already asked patrons previously a week or two ago to uh, send us a video, actually. Little clips, yeah. Little clips rocking our merch because we want to make a reel with all you guys to thank Thank you for for purchasing our our merch. We want to see you guys. Mm -hmm. If we get enough clips, we can even do two reels. Come on. Yeah. So we've gotten a few so far. Yeah. But we we need you guys' help. We need you to boost it with, we we need more clips. Mm -hmm. So let's see your guys' clips with Wicked and Grim merch, whether you got stickers, t-shirts, even if you don't have merch. Blankets. Yeah. I need one of those. For sure. Uh, But if you don't have any merch, don't feel bad. You can still get in it. All you have to do is get a little video clip of like, say our podcast on your phone screen or something and you're rocking out to it mm-hmm. so show us your wickedness or your even wicked like you listening to the podcast in your vehicle or something at work at work making your your co-workers listen to us there you making go. your work day better there we go making it wicked <laughs> yeah a there wicked you go. work day so yeah thank you to the patreons and don't forget to send us a little clip because we want to make that real for you guys and if i okay we have i've saved i think what we've already re- gotten but if you sent us one and like we didn't reply or maybe just send us a nudge too yes just in case we don't want to miss anyone either so Mm -hmm. what else we got what else we got um oh 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 i know what what okay because we were just kind of talking about merch we have some like exclusive merch coming up which is like really freaking cool we have 30 we're gonna have 30 of these items and it's it's unlike anything we've put out before. It's yep. not not t-shirt, not sticker, not water bottle. We've never put out these it's before. It's not through Redbubble. Um, it's going to be strictly through us. I'm not too sure how we're going to do it. It might be on our website or something. But we will have to find a specific way to sell it directly from us. Um, but yeah, that's all we can really say. 30 limited ah! exclusive pieces of merch. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. And they are going to be handmade pieces, not by us, by a professional, but still uh, someone <laughs> we have sourced. So we're, we're pumped. Yeah, I'm super pumped, actually, um, to see these. Yeah, it, it's an artisan kind of craft. So it's going to take a while for them to get them made. But once they're made, we'll let you guys know and we'll give you guys the option to try and purchase one. Mm-hmm. Though I'm sure they're going to go like real quick. So you might have to be on the ball. I know. I Yeah, we're going to have to figure out how we're going to do this. But yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to yeah. be so awesome. We'll figure it out. Details later. All we need to know for now is some epic shit is coming down the pipe. Boom. Yeah. As always, really. As always. Mm-hmm. So with all that being said, I think we wrapped up everything we need to. I feel like that was everything we had to say. Maybe we should give your voice a little bit of a rest, hey? You're sounding a bit raspy. Take that sip. Already? I thought I was doing good. Well, not, not any more raspy. You just, I can still 
hear your voice as raspy as well. Yeah, there's still times in the day where it's like worse and stuff. The evening's usually better though. Yeah, well, so. you've been putting up with it for a while, so. I know, this, you're is coming just, along. this is just my life now. I don't even notice. <laughs> this is just who I am. <laughs> yeah, you've just, you've just grown to accept it. Yeah. All right, well, I'll give you that rest that you need for your voice. And I'm taking on today's episode with the badass of the century, if I may say that. So we are talking about a certain case here. We are covering a survivor case. I mentioned that in a previous episode Mm -hmm. that my next one would be a survivor case. So this is the survivor case, the badass of the century, obviously the badass of the day on this episode of Alison Botha. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do you know that name? I feel like I'm going to be getting in trouble when I say I don't. But the thing is, I probably do. I'm just terrible at names. And yeah. like once you start getting into it, I'll remember. Most likely. I, I know we've discussed details on her case yeah. before. Uh, so you definitely know who she is, but you probably just can't remember the name or place it. Exactly. You soon will. Let's say that. So this is her story. I am going to not be telling uh, the story as much as I can of her accusers. Okay. Um. So it's it's strictly as much as I can for her. All right? I like you it. You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. So Allison was born on September 22nd in 1966 in Port Elizabeth, South Africa. Now, unfortunately, Allison's parents went through a divorce when she was only 10 years old, something that is quite unfortunate. That is all too common in today's society. Mm-hmm. But it kind of is the world that we're in. So Allison would spend her life or sorry, most of her childhood living with her mother and brother. So she had developed a very close relationship with her mom specifically. In her early years, Allison led pretty much a fairly normal life. Uh, She served as head girl uh, at her high school for girls in Port Elizabeth. When she finished her education, she spent a few years traveling abroad. She was never quite sure what she wanted to do with her life as for a living or anything. Um, And eventually when she did come home from abroad, her mom was like quite happy to have her back. So after she returned home, Allison did find a job as an insurance broker, which she enjoyed quite a bit. Right on. So she was just kind of living her life, finding out who she was, not too sure who she was, exploring herself in life, you know? That like, sounds common. I think a lot of people go through that. hundred percent. And yep. I mean, honestly, and that young, I miss those, those days, you know, just kind of exploring, trying to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just trying to figure out which way I can bend over so my back doesn't hurt. You know, <laughs> I still honestly sometimes feel like I'm figuring out who I am. <laughs> yeah. Does yeah. it ever really end? No, I don't think it does. And I think that's kind of a cool part of life, though, is uh, you're always developing. You're always growing. So that's kind of cool. Exactly. But uh, I definitely miss trying to figure out who I was when when I didn't have joint pain, you know? And like bills and a bunch of responsibilities and stuff. Yeah. And I could stay up till 3 a.m., wake up at 6 a.m. for work. And oh, be yeah. Fine. Oh, that would kill you. Now, now I'm in bed by <laughs> 9 o'clock. 
and that's staying up late. And you've even sometimes gone to bed like seven or eight, and I'm like, hey, who, who hey, are you? Hey, who are you? Hey, I do that when I'm really tired. I've had long weeks, okay? I have a nice cup of tea, and I go to bed early. I know, and I'm just like, wow, who am I married to? <laughs> You're married to a responsible adult, okay? <laughs> I said that we were responsible adult. I said, it, I don't know. I can't, I can't re replicate it, but it was weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. On the evening of December 18th, 1994, Allison was at the time 27 years old when she had spent that evening hanging out with some of her friends. Now they went to the beach and enjoyed each other's company. And even though it was December, you know, in South Africa, that's summertime. Mm. Whereas here in Canada, that's dead of winter. Mm -hmm. So they're rocking the beach, you know, the warm weather, sun's shining, just having a good old time. Sounds awesome. Right? I want to go to the beach right now. In Me fact. too. Me too. Um, when they were done at the beach, uh, they went, ended up going back to Allison's place where they ordered pizza and they continued to like play games and stuff. Just have fun. Mm -hmm. It was around 1 a.m. when they decided to call it an evening. And Allison ended up driving, ended up driving, sorry, uh, one of her friends home before heading back to her home herself. Now she pulled up to her usual parking spot that she had just left and it was occupied. Someone had taken it. So she was forced to find somewhere else to park her vehicle. So she drove around the block and found somewhere not too far away to park. And just when she began to get out of her car, suddenly... Out of the shadows of the dark evening, a man brandishing a knife oh, threatened her. Dang. He made his way into the car and said, I quote, move over or I'll kill you. He told her exactly that as he forced his way into the driver's seat and he said he wanted her car keys. So reluctant and scared. Rightfully so. Mm -hmm. Allison did what she told, was told. She climbed to the passenger seat and handed over the keys. The man started the car ignition and drove off into the night. Dang. That's terrifying. That is absolutely terrifying. Who the fuck took her spot? Like, come on. Well, I mean, what if it was this, a setup, right? What if they saw her leave thinking, well, she's going to come back and they parked? Who knows? Oh, well, I guess it totally or, could be. Or... What if it was just a coincidence? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows, right? Yeah, because I mean, a lot not a lot of people would probably be out at that time. And, yeah. You know. Who knows? Hmm. Okay. Um, so this man, as he was driving, he told Allison, I quote, I don't want to hurt you. I just want to use your car for an hour. So Allison thought about jumping out before the car pulled away, even though she had a knife to her throat. But she chose not to. She didn't want to believe the worst. She didn't want to believe that anything even close to the worst was going to happen to her. Instead, she chose to believe in the best. That this man wasn't going to hurt her. That he was going to use a car and soon it was going to be all over. So she didn't leave the car. She didn't jump out. Aww. So during the quiet drive, the man broke the silence and spoke to her more. He said... My name's Clinton. He introduced himself. He began small talk and asking her some questions and creating conversation, most likely to calm Allison's nerves. Well, yeah, just easing her. Exactly. And ex that's exactly what it did. It certainly did. Because she didn't fight. She didn't scream. And she continued to believe that he wasn't going to hurt her. 
After a little ways, the man pulled the car over. And from the shadows again emerged another man. Oh, no. And climbed into the back seat of the car. Then again, they drove off. So where's your head going so far? Oh. What do you think is going to be happening to Allison and these two individuals? Well, it's not what they're saying, I don't think. And she needs to fucking try to run. <laughs> but then also, like, yeah, now there's two. She's even more screwed. Yeah. And in a moving vehicle, nonetheless, too, right? Oh, my gosh. I mean, so, it's not a good thing. Yeah. So I can just judge from your reaction. It's not a good thing. Or oh. from your facial expressions here. Oh, no, it's definitely not a good thing. Of course. Oh. What do you think? They're going to go to Candy Mountain. I'm on edge. Candy Mountain, Charlie. Whoa. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but we're having like some major feedback. All, all of a sudden. sudden. It didn't like your singing. <laughs> didn't. It wasn't singing. It was an impression. Oh, okay. Candy Mountain. Going to Candy Mountain, Charlie. Does anyone get that reference? Let me know if you get that reference. I know you don't. Do you? No. I knew it. <laughs> Anyways, they're certainly not headed to Candy Mountain. Let's put it that way. Um, Allison's nerves began to worsen, though. With the second man. With the second man, as soon as he joined them. As he climbed in the in the back seat and they began driving again, she looked in the rearview mirror to where the man was sitting. And all she saw when she met his eyes was, and I quote directly from Allison, dead cold. And this is when she knew that she wouldn't be going home. Okay, but this is interesting, though. Something You just quoted something that she said. Yes. Okay. I, I already said at the beginning, this is a survivor story. Oh, shit. Right, it is. <laughs> okay, sorry. In my brain, I'm just like, this is doomed. She's doomed. Okay, this is good. Okay, I'm happy now. <laughs> <laughs> you're sure you're okay here? Yeah, I forgot you, that you said it was survival. Oh, my gosh. resolution I have, like, on. a friggin' roller coaster of emotions already. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> Um, anyways, that aside, uh, the three of them drove out of town and they found their way to a dark alcove by a beach, no streetlights, no people. And they stopped the car. The first thing Clinton said as he shut off the car was, was, are you going to fight? Oh, asshole. Yes. She didn't. Allison didn't fight. She believed that she, you know, if she was to give into this met these men, that eventually she would find her way home. Maybe. Hopefully. Okay. So she let them do what they wanted. Clinton began raping Allison. Oh my gosh. Now in the documentary titled Allison, which is available on Amazon Prime, and I highly recommend you guys watch it. Um, most of my information actually comes directly from that because... It is Allison talking in the documentary, telling the whole story. Is it like a one episode kind of thing or what? Yes. It's about an hour long documentary. Okay, sweet. Um, anyways, I suggest you watch it. Uh, it is talked about how Clinton was rather, uh, I'm going to say the word gentle, though. I mean, he's raping her. Clearly, that's not gentle. But he's gentle in the act as if he was trying to give off the idea that um, he's treating her like a lady. And it seems like he's kind of getting off on that idea. So he's not being, I mean, it's sexual assault, but he's not like beating her in the, it, like, you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, I know right? what you're saying, but I still hate it. Yeah. It makes it slimy almost. Yeah. But well, not almost it is, but yeah. 
Um, so anyways, Allison goes on to mention that during the rape, and I quote from her, uh, that her body responded and to her, it was the ultimate betrayal. Now, what I believe she is referring to is an involuntary orgasm during the sexual assault. There have been very few studies on orgasms during rape, but what research has been done says that around 5 to 7% of rape victims experience orgasm during the event. And most likely out of the feeling of shame and not wanting to admit that something like this could have happened, possibly the numbers could be much higher. Okay. Hmm. So she doesn't say that's what happened, but I'm pretty sure that's what she's inferring. Mm-hmm. Um, which ultimate betrayal of her own body. Yeah, I can't imagine how one would feel in that situation. Yeah, that's quite a way to describe it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So that as soon as she said that, like I said, she didn't say it, but my heart just sunk for her. Mm -hmm. I was just like, wow. Yeah. So after Clinton had finished, uh, he passed her off to his friend. And in that moment, that friend referred to Clinton as Franz. And it was then Allison knew Clinton's real name. Franz? Franz. Oh, okay. So the other man took his turn. Ah. Oh. But he was not going to treat her in any ladylike manner. He immediately grabbed her by the throat and began to squeeze as he raped her violently. The last thing Allison remembered before everything going black and she passed out was when her body let loose and evacuated her bowels. Then silence and darkness. Oh my gosh. This is brutal. Absolutely horrific. I cannot imagine anyone having to go through that. No, no, and it's disgusting that there's people out there that are that fucking disgusting. Yes. And I tried to take a look at some rape statistics and it's it seemed like it was all over the place. I couldn't find anything specific. Um, that I wanted to nail down. Mostly, I didn't want to continue researching that because it made me sick. Mm -hmm. But it's unfathomable, the amount of people that go through sexual assault mm -hmm. and rape and mm -hmm. what they have to experience. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't even know how to respond to that, honestly. I know. I don't know. This world's really fucked up. It's so fucked up. These two douche canoes just doing this sort of stuff. It's like, they have no sort of sense or anything. That little angel on their shoulder letting them know what they're doing to another mm -hmm. fucking person. Yeah. It's, wow. Yeah, like I just, I can't even imagine actually going and intentionally like hurting someone or taking something like that away from them. Because, I don't know, I even just like walking down the street, I won't step on like an ant. So I just can't fathom how your brain could be so evil. I know that right? you could actually go and do something like that. Yeah. It actually I just I can't ever imagine. It's horrific. It's absolutely horrific. Yep. Some people are absolutely fucked. Yep. You just it's, it's sad because you gotta watch your back because there's a lot of fucked up people in this world. Yeah. So Allison clearly blacked out, whether it was from shock pain or being choked but regardless she blacked out and when she came to she came to to a noise the sound something wet something cutting oh gosh the men were taking turns stabbing allison repeatedly 
in the pubic area in excess of 37 times. What? 37 times in her lower abdomen and pubic area. Holy shit. Until they moved to her throat. Oh my gosh, okay. Where again, they both took turns cutting, slashing, and stabbing her a total of 17 times. All while the pale moon backlighting her attackers, ironically, in Allison's words, gave them a halo. Oh my gosh, okay. This is just so disturbing. Okay. Yeah. Cat. So she helplessly laid there and watched them mutilate her body until they turned and left her for dead and drove away. Oh my gosh, a scum of the earth. Oh, 100%. Major fucking douches. Nasty mofos. Now, luckily, Allison couldn't feel any of the pain. Her body was in such shock, her brain overloaded with the sense and couldn't process what to feel. Really? So it didn't. It shut down and her ability to feel pain was pretty much non-existent. To be fair, I'm sure she felt some pain, but like the stabbing, the cutting, that sort of stuff, Mm -hmm. she did not feel. Which is good. Yes. So she was left there lying alone. To basically like they just left her to like bleed to death, really. Yeah. They they most likely thought she was already dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe they began cutting at her throat when her leg twitched and they went to try and ensure she was dead. However, she wasn't dead and she may not have been able to feel, but she did hear the sound of her own breathing. Wet and heavy gasps of air through the gaping hole oh, in her neck. Oh my gosh. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. She laid there in the sand with only that sound until she was left with a choice. At this moment, Allison said that she had an out-of-body experience moment. And she knew she had a choice. She could leave and be set free, or she could settle in to the fight of her life and try and survive. And so that's exactly what she did. The first thing she did in order to try and survive was to ensure that her attackers were identified. Okay. In the sand in front of her during the whole ordeal, whether they meant to or not, she learned both of their names. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. So she wrote Franz and Theans, both of their names in the sand. Mm -hmm. And beneath it, just in case she didn't make it, she wrote, I love mom. Oh my gosh. Okay. You had to do that. Okay. Wow. I didn't do anything. She wrote that. That's heartbreaking as shit. Okay. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Well, ish. 
Ish. <laughs> okay, so what was the other dude's name? Theans. Oh my gosh. Gah. You good? Yes. You sure? Yes. You want to punch a couple assholes? Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah? Those guys, they need. They just deserve a lot. Oh, they, they deserve to fucking rot. Let me tell you that right now. Yep. They fucking trash. So, she wrote this. And after that, she made to, to try, she made a tr- uh, an attempt to try and stand to her feet. Holy heck. There we go. Sorry. Um, but before she did, she managed to feel her abdomen and it was wet and warm. And in her hands, she realized she held her own intestines. Oh my gosh. So she reached out and grabbed her own denim shirt that was laying on the ground next to her. And she wrapped it around her strum- her stomach and and tried her best to hold her own stomach oh. inside her as she stood up. Holy, holy, holy. As she stood up, the only thing she could see were the stars. And I don't mean like metaphorically, like when you yeah. clocked on the head yeah. stars. Literal stars. She was staring straight up at the sky. Because the muscles at the front of her neck were severed and her head flopped back. Oh. So far on its own, she was staring straight up and most likely even back quite a ways. Because as she described it, her head was laying back between her shoulder blades. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that is just unbelievable Mm -hmm. that someone in that state could even like stand up. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And she managed to hold her stomach in, stand up, place her hand on the top of her head write itself up and hold her head as she made her way towards the road. Oh my gosh, that is too much. Now she said it was almost like someone else took over her body and was doing the steps for her. And somehow she managed to make it just all of a sudden, all she remembers was she was there at the road and at the road, she collapsed and a distant pair of headlights came drawing closer. They grew larger and larger as it got closer and closer. But the car just went around Allison as she laid there helpless. What? And the car kept going. What the fuck? Yep. Did it not notice her on the road? I'm sure it did. Are you kidding me? Dead serious. Okay. Okay. Now, thankfully, another car did come shortly after. And a man got out by the name of Tian Ellard. Now he found the battered and bloodied Allison in the road, terrified and unable to speak, but he got down and he held her hand and him and his friends managed to actually have a cell phone for 1990 fucking, was it 1994? Yeah, I think that's what you said. Um, they actually had a cell phone and they called the ambulance. Oh, good. And this man, Tien, laid there holding her hand the entire time. Oh just my talking gosh. Her through it. Which is so incredible. It's like the complete reverse of what the fuck happened earlier with these men oh, yeah. to this. Like that's yeah. unbelievable. Allison describes this man as her knight in shining armor. Oh my gosh. It makes me want to ball. Now the ambulance would have been about 15 minutes away, but it took them over 40 minutes to arrive. Why? Well, on their way to the hospital, they weren't in much of a rush. They had pretty much written off Allison for dead. So why rush? Are you fucking kidding me? That's exactly what happened. That is bullshit. I was going to say baloney, but. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is unbelievable. No, Tian even was like, can we hurry up? And they're just like, why? Are you kidding? That is, oh, okay. So now we're just like going just complete all over the place of just humanity right now. Yes. Okay. Humanity mostly sucks. Mostly. Let's put it that way. Because um, we have people like Tian. Yeah. Um, and we'll find out later here that there's, I, I don't really talk about specific doctors or anything, but there are doctors that uh, definitely put in the, the elbow grease. Well, I'm effort. sorry, but a paramedic should also be doing that. Oh, they should. Um, so anyways, miraculously, again, Allison pulled through. She wow. made it to the hospital alive. Um, and fun fact, Tian Ellard actually from this incident went on to become a doctor from this. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, Allison was in rough shape. Her throat was cut from ear to ear. Uh, it went straight through the front of her neck muscles and trachea. So she was clearly breathing through the gaping hole in her neck. Mm -hmm. um, she also had some cuts and stabs a little bit lower in her throat into her chest. Miraculously, it did not pierce her lungs or her heart. No kidding. The slashes in her neck did not touch her carotid arteries. So that on its own is how the fuck did that happen? It's like a miracle, really. Oh, yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. um, her abdomen was completely disemboweled and she had uh, a length of her intestines laying on the outside of her body, as I had already discussed, Ooh. that were coated in beach sand, dirt and debris, which meant extreme cleaning and scrubbing of her organs were necessary to prevent infections right. during surgery. Further inspections of her body showed that with the damage done to her pubic region, it was highly unlikely she would ever be able to bear children. So she went through some major surgeries and somehow she survived the whole ordeal. Allison made it. Wow, that is incredible. Yep. She's just like a superhuman. She's like literally a fucking superhero. Like yeah. how the fuck can you survive that? 17 slashes and stabs and hacks to your neck, 37 to your abdomen, and you hold well, your own neck head in place and walk away. Yeah, like her physical strength, but then also her mental strength. Because how oh, many yeah. people, if they had that choice and were in that rough of shape, would probably just be like, yeah, I'm done. Like uh, I'm out. And the mental strength that she had to go and endure during her recovery as well. They talk about it in the documentary quite a bit, um, but I'm, I'm not going to be touching on it too much because I, I kind of want you to go watch that documentary and see some of the other information that I do pass by. Um, but in some of the things like um, court proceedings and such uh, during her healing process, uh, a lot of times she was mentioning that she would basically just have to like drop her pants and just show the wounds and how they were healing. And it's Really? Like, well, like, not, I don't know how far it meant by like dropping her pants into who specifically, not like necessarily in court, but I'm sure to investigators, she's definitely mm. having to drop her pants quite a bit because it wasn't like the attack was like uh, between the legs to her vagina specifically. It was the pubic region, right? Mm -hmm. Like above. Uh, so she's definitely having to drop her pants and stuff at least somewhat. Jeez. And having to show people the healing process and having to relive the, the accounts over and over and over. Yeah, on her body and just, yeah. The scarring and oh, at yeah. all. Um, there was one incident in the uh, the court where she said that she always thought that her neck was one of her strongest features and look at it now. Aww. So just things like that, that just would have messed with someone immensely. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, 
Um, that's jumping ahead a little bit though to that documentary. Again, do go check it out after we we are done this episode. Uh, Allison's recovery though was a rough one, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was now faced with the fact of needing to identify the two men who attacked her. And they're just they were probably just like shocked, like utterly shocked that she survived this. The attackers? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they were. I'm pretty sure they thought she was dead. Mm-hmm. 100%. So anyways, investigators brought her a folder filled with local criminals in the area. And as they flipped through the pages, she found one. Really? Franz. However, she was unable to speak as her throat was healing. It had been sutured together and she had a breathing tube uh, down her throat to help her breathe. Um, however, she did point him out and she wrote his name down on a piece of paper. Then... Continuing in the folder, she saw and pointed out the next man and wrote his name down too. Wow. Fians. So these guys are already just like winners prior to. just Yeah, we could call them winners. Sure, why not? Uh, I'm being very sarcastic here. <laughs> I'm well aware. The fact that they're in the fucking book. They're fucking slime. Oh, God. Um, so, but, yeah. Oh, okay, just the fact that there is a book. Okay, sorry. <laughs> The fact that there is a book and yet these people are just roaming the streets. Well, it's just I'm not too sure how criminal these criminals in the book are known to be. I know, but that does happen, though. Oh, yeah. There's people out there that should not ever be out there and then they're just recommitting and blah. Yeah. Um, Regardless, though, of the degree that people are for being in the book, they were in the book and the fact that she was identified able to identify him, police were absolutely thrilled. Um, and they were thrilled that she was able to help. However, apparently to the chief prosecutor, it would be more effective if Allison was able to say their names verbally. Why? I don't know. Just like torment her a little more? I don't know. It it almost seems that way to me. That's really weird. I know. It was very fucking odd. And it's like, what the fuck? Um, so, of course, Allison's doctor is like pretty much panicking. Like, okay, we now have to remove the breathing tube. because She's on assisted breathing right now. And we just literally stitched her throat together. Pulling this tube out could. Oh, like her- you wanted him to do it then and there. Yeah. Say the name. Yeah. What the heck? Is- yeah. No, the, the police came back that same day and said, yeah, the the chief prosecutor wants you to say the names verbally. Okay. So, yeah, this That's means messed up. This means pulling the tube out of a freshly stitched together throat. Um, so anyways, the doctor went and discussed this with Allison and how seriously concerned he was with this happening. And Allison was like wrote down was like, pull it out. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, against the doctor's instincts, the tube was removed and Allison managed to utter the first words out of her mouth was, that's wonderful, followed by the names, my attackers were Franz and Theans. Huh. What do you mean that's wonderful? Whether it was sarcasm or that's wonderful that the tube is out. I don't know. But her first words were, that's wonderful. Then my attackers were friends and fans. Jeez, I don't think that would have been my first words. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, you fucking asshole. 
god oh my god like, what a fucking badass yeah that's amazing like her throat is stitched together she is just like unstoppable oh it's absolutely insane so she went on to the point or she, sorry she went on to point them out in a lineup as well later on uh, in her recovery uh and the two men friends uh i'm really gonna butcher their name but fran detoit and theans kruger uh I'm not going to talk about them much, but she did point them out. Um, she's, and I believe there was actual footage of her in that lineup. And she's like, they, they look a bit different now, but these are them. Um, but anyways, I'm not going to talk about them too much. They were both known criminals. Hence why they were in that book. Mm-hmm. And they were both, uh, they both had a history of rape. Each of them. Oh. Uh, yeah. So anyways, they were quickly prosecuted and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for their attack on Allison Botha. Good. Yeah. Very much so good. However. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Don't? Don't. Don't what? Don't. Don't what? However, a political decision meant that prisoners who were sentenced prior to October 20, or sorry, 2004, had automatically become eligible for parole. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So they're out right now, aren't they? Well, there was... They, they have been up for parole. However, thankfully to date, neither man has been granted parole. Thank goodness. I'd have raged. <laughs> yeah, rightfully so. <laughs> um, Allison uh, wrote letters, um, you know, like pleading to basically keep them behind bars. There was protests, like you name it. Well, because honestly, if they got out, chances are they very much so reoffend. Oh, 100%. And, and people like that who literally hacked and slashed mm-hmm. someone like that. Oh, just, oh, just out on parole. Like the, the judge prior to who was on the sentencing specifically put like notes, like these guys are never out for fucking parole. So the fact that this political thing is all like, oh, they're, they're up for parole and everything like that. I think that note is definitely making it a possibility that they, they're never up for parole. Good, good. And that judge it good then. Yeah. So anyways, um, so Allison thankfully lived, uh, and live is exactly what she has gone on to do. Uh, she found and married the love of her life in February of 1997. And together, 
they conceived two sons. Holy. She was able to bear children. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's incredible, actually. It's beyond incredible. Her whole story, like what she went through, what she survived, even the fact that she was um, describing the fact that she had a choice to survive and she chose to fight. Mm -hmm. And then she goes on to uh, not only to to survive, but then survive the odds. Because there's there's some things like you can't just fight through. Mm -hmm. Like the damage to your body, it's up to your body to heal or it's up to how the damage was done if you are going to be able to have children again. You can fight your will to live as much as you want, but your will to have children, like that's that's your anatomy. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. No, I get it. So the fact that she won those odds on top of all of it is absolutely fucking mind-blowing. Yeah. That is incredible. Uh, so Allison, like I said, has a great family now. Uh, she is living absolutely happily. Uh, She has gone on to become an inspirational speaker, traveling and telling her story worldwide. Uh, She will quite literally go up on stage and she will tell her story to crowds and crowds of people. She will describe every bit of detail what she went through. And I can't imagine looking people in the face and describing that sort of thing and having the strength to keep talking. Mm -hmm. Wow. She is an incredible human being. Oh, yeah. And uh, like her little boys, lucky to have that kind of a mom. Hey, no wow. So she had put out the documentary that I had previously mentioned called Allison uh, and also a book which describes her journey and how it affected her uh, in her life titled I Have Life. Hmm. And that she most certainly does. Is it A-L-I-S-O-N? Yep. Okay, because I'm definitely looking this up. I want to watch. I want to like listen to her and just see her. That is yeah. amazing. So that is the story of Allison Botha, the badass of the day for mm-hmm. Wicked and Grim, and I'm pretty sure the badass of the century because holy shit, yeah, that is absolutely insane. And I am so happy that she managed to survive because I because the imagine. world needs her people yes. like that. That is incredible. Yeah. Huh. Okay. And I actually didn't have never heard of that. Hadn't heard of that story. So. Well, I know we have discussed some details before about it. Okay. Well, I must be forgetting. Really? Yeah. How can you forget? I don't that? know. I don't know. I don't know. Because I remember telling you about. Uh, I think it was a couple months ago when I first ran aco- across her story, and I was telling you about uh, someone like quite literally surviving a beheading and her holding her own head on her body. Oh, okay, that rings a bell. Okay. Yep. Yeah, this is her. Yeah. Well, well done. Thank you. It's Thank nice you. to have a story like that. That's a good one. Well. It's not good what she went through, but just. That she survived and that yeah. she prevailed. She yeah. came through the other end and she is very happy with her life and she is making a point to live. And that's it's just in, wow. It's incredible. Yeah. So uh, awesome. Absolutely inspirational. And. Allison didn't even have to fucking stand up in front of a stage and tell us for me to be inspired by her right now. No kidding. Yeah. She just keeps going. Like that is awesome. Awesome. So you're going to go watch Allison, the documentary. Yeah. I I might even right now. I'm just (laughs) like, I need to watch this. All right. You guys go check it out. It is on Amazon prime. That is not a sponsored thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, uh, that's just where it is. Uh, so Amazon prime video, you can go check it out. It is worth the watch. Let me tell you. So, yeah. 
So shout out to Allison, the badass of the day. If you want to check out our links for social media, for Patreon, all in the description below. Um, and what else do we have to say? Anything? It's a very short goodbye because we'll we'll uh, chat with you tomorrow. And Nicole's going to be presenting an epic case tomorrow. Are you going to tell them what it is? Yeah, sure. I'm doing the the quite the the, the story um, of Lacey Peterson, Lacey and Scott Peterson. Is it a survivor story, or will we have to tune in to find out? It is not a survivor story. All right, well, buckle your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen, and theys and thems, because here we go. Yep. Tomorrow, dropping it. There we go. Until then, stay wicked. <laughs> <laughs>